Welcome to the Money Mindful Podcast, where money mindset and life coach Megan Jean Smith, hey, that's me, teaches you how to transform your relationship to money and achieve your life goals so you can live a glorious, magnificent, delicious, awesome life and love being you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Money Mindful Podcast. This is Megan. I'm your host. I'm a money and mindset life coach for women, as you probably heard in the intro. So you might not, I don't know if I've talked about this recently on the podcast. I don't think I have, but we're actually moving to, we're moving about five hours away um, from where we live now to a beautiful beachside town. And hopefully by the time this goes to air, we will have secured a great place to live in. But we are currently up to our eyeballs in rental applications. We're going to rent there for a little while first to see if we love it. And if we love it, then we'll settle down there and and buy a place. But while we've been going through the rental application process, we've had to provide all documentation of our income. And I wrote in one of the emails, oh, yes, and by the way, we have 40,000 passive income. I forgot to put that in. Here's the documentation of that. (laughs) Just saying that so flippantly. But that sounds pretty impressive, right? 40K passive income. Now, just full disclosure, it's actually a tiny bit less than that, but it's just a lot easier to say 40K. It just rolls off the tongue easier than 39 point whatever it is. Okay. So I thought that I would have a discussion with you today about how I've created that $40,000 passive income and just give you some real talk about it. Because I think when it comes to passive income, there's a lot of BS that gets rambled about, about what that actually looks like and what is involved. And so I just wanted to share with you what that looks like, how I've been able to create that and give you some insight so that if you don't have a passive income, what you might be able to do and about that and how you can change that. So this particular passive income that I'm talking about is what we earn through our investment properties. We have a couple of investment properties and the rental income that we get from those properties every year is just under $40,000. Now, first of all, when I say passive income, I want to talk about what passive income actually means because there's that, you know, people say, oh, I just want to make money in my sleep. And you absolutely can make money in your, in your sleep, but passive income still requires work. There's still work involved. You have to do work to set it up to be able to create passive streams of income, right? Whether that's in your personal life, like in this case, what I'm talking about now through investments that we've made as individual people, we've bought investments that produce an income and that comes into our personal life. You can also have passive income producing assets in your business. So you can have a product that you sell. For example, maybe it's an information product that you sell online and there's you've got a sales funnel set up for someone to be able to purchase that product that you have. And then, yes, quite literally, you could make money in your sleep, but there's work involved with getting that set up, right? So today, I haven't talked about 
investing and making money outside of business in a while. So let's get into it today. But one of the things that, first of all, I'm just going to burst your bubble straight up is when I say we make $40,000 a year passive income, we absolutely do. Like I have to report that to the tax agent and pay tax on that accordingly. But that is not money in my wallet that I get to spend. Most of that money, we're almost neutral when it comes to the amounts, is used on actually servicing those investments. And the reason why I want to tell you that up front is because when people say things like that, you can get the impression that, oh my gosh, they just have 40000 coming into their bank account that they can spend. With some passive income streams of income, of course, that works, like if you're doing an information product or something like that. But in our case with these investment properties, we have loans that we've taken out to buy those properties. And then we have expenses that come along with those properties. And up until recently, we've had those, even though we've earned that money on the properties, those properties have cost us more than what we've actually made. However, they've still been an amazing investment. And here's why. You can build money right now in the present moment for cash flow, for the current revenue that you make, right, in your business. But you can also build money or build wealth for your future self. And that is what this money is about. So this is slow money, what I like to call slow money. It's money for my future. So it's absolutely worth me having to pay some money, put some money aside to cover some of the expenses for these investment properties because we're in this for the long game. This money is to go into my bank account and be cleared funds in the future when we've paid off the loans and when I've retired, right? So I'm not investing in these properties to be able to have that money now to live off. So this isn't really a con in my mind, but I want to go through the pros and cons of this 40K passive income and what I see that gets in the way of people being able to create this kind of income. And one of them is that it's the long game, right? It's not money that you're going to see straight up. I mean, even though that money literally does come into my bank account, most of it goes on the mortgage and then what doesn't go on the mortgage gets put aside put aside to pay for rates, maintenance. We've just we're about to get a fourteen thousand or maybe it's thirteen thousand dollar painting bill for one of our properties, right? Like owning a property costs money and that money gets put aside to cover those expenses. In the short term, you're not going to see a lot of money from investing in property unless you have the money up front to pay for a house which you know, this podcast doesn't apply to you if you have the money just to buy some houses up front, right? Because you would already know exactly what I'm talking about. So another one of the cons to this kind of making money is that it's boring. Like you're not going to get excitement, exciting dopamine hits on a day-to-day basis making money in this kind of way. And I see that this is a barrier that gets in the way of people creating real long-term sustainable wealth is that they're thinking too much in the present for instant gratification and they're not thinking the long game. 
they're not thinking about their nana self. I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Where I think about little old nana Megan and that I'm really taking care of her. And that is what this money is for. And that is why this money goes straight back into paying off those houses and paying for everything that's involved with them. Because little Nana Megan is, let's just (laughs) side note, I hope I'm not much smaller than I am. You know how when people get older, they get smaller? I'm already pretty small. Let's just... Just put it out there. I'm the same height as Kylie Minogue, okay? And you can go Google that and I'm her height. Good things come in small packages, but hopefully they don't get any smaller when I get a bit older. So I'm looking after Nana Megan. That's what this money is for. So none of this money is ever going to get used in the my immediate present time because even if things happen and we pay off those properties sooner, I would use that money again to reinvest to create more assets for the future. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about when it's a con is that you won't see immediate benefits now. And that's hard for people. You know, sometimes it's hard for you to think that far in advance, like thinking about doing things for yourself that is delayed gratification, right? You're not going to be able to get a benefit from that for like, well, I won't be able to have a benefit for this for for years to come, right? And that's something that if you can get your head around and you can overcome that obstacle, it changes everything in terms of wealth creation because you can create wealth for your past, present and future self. And what I mean by that is when it comes to our past, that's about healing any mindset issues, any transgressions we've done in our past, different beliefs that we've had, things that haven't served us. We can change our wealth for our past self by healing, right? Healing what has happened in the past. In our present, you want to work on generating income in your business, like your annual income, what you actually make. That's present wealth. And then future wealth, how I see it, is building assets that are income producing assets that will produce income well beyond you know, your life. Like these properties, if we don't sell them, that's a legacy that I'm leaving to my children, right? It's slow money. It's long-term wealth. But let's talk about the pros of slow bunny, long-term wealth. Now, one of the pros is that, you know, one of the houses since we bought it has almost doubled in value. I mean, who's to say? You you can't really tell exactly until you actually sell it. But the higher range of what we could potentially get for the place is double what we paid for it. But, you know, I'm trying to be conservative, so it's probably not exactly double. And then the other places increased by about 200000 in value. Now, we won't realize that actual money until we sell the house, but that value, that perceived value of the home, we can borrow against that and we can buy more houses. And also it's it's a increased net worth value. So our net worth has increased, even though we don't see that money on a day-to-day basis in cash flow. I wouldn't have been able to save that same kind of money in the same amount of time as we've made on the houses. So that is one of the really amazing pros for generating passive income in this way from investments. You can also do it with 
shares and shares don't have such a high entry point because you can buy shares with a lot less money to start with, whereas you can't buy a house, you have to have a deposit for a house, right? So there's a higher entry point to get into buying a house. But I think I've shared this on the podcast before and I'll say this again now, that doesn't mean that you can't buy a house. You know, and if you think of slow money in terms of the long game, also bring that into what you're doing when you're trying to get the money together for a house, right? It took me a long time to save a deposit for a house. You know, I drove a shitty car for a very long time and always shopped at the op shop. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love secondhand clothes, but I made conscious choices about how I spent my money in order to be able to come up with a deposit to buy a house in the first place. And that was the first part of that process in building that passive income. So that's what I mean. It does require action. You know, there are things that you need to do to create that. They can take time. Yes, I will admit that. And obviously, it's it would take a shorter amount of time depending on your income level. You can reduce that, that time if you have a higher income. But I certainly didn't have a high income. I was making under $60,000 a year when I first was saving for a home. And my partner, who's still my partner now, wasn't making any money at that time. He was studying. So it can be done, but you you may have to make some intentional choices. And by the way, I did still buy lattes <laughs> and eat avocado toast. And the other really big pro is that you're setting yourself up for the future by creating this type of passive income. And you know, one thing I will say, this is probably a bit advanced if you've never invested in property and you don't know much about it. Cash flow is definitely queen like when it comes to any type of investment. I'm not certainly not encouraging you to go out and buy, invest in something and then have it cost you money on purpose. We would have got the places to be positively geared if we had more money to be able to do that in the first place. We didn't choose to have the houses negatively geared. We just simply didn't have more of a deposit in the very beginning to do that. And then Another strategy that we took that a lot of investors don't do is we chose to pay off the principal and the interest because we've been in a climate at this period of time for the past, what, you know, eight years or so where the interest rates have been so low that we decided that we wanted to get the principal of the loans on the properties paid down if we could. Like, because one strategy that a lot of people do when they're investing in property, when you think, how can they afford that, is they get what's called interest-only loans where they're not paying off the principal. And so the loan repayments are a lot less money. And so that's why people can do that and still have cash flow to pay for the expenses that come up for the house. Anyway, I think we're getting into sort of more advanced investment territory here and that's not where I was meaning to go. But I just wanted to sort of mention that because you can change the cash flow that you get when you're investing if you practice more advanced strategies. But for us, we just wanted to pay the places down as quickly as possible. And it made sense also because the interest rates were so low. And then as interest rates rise again, we might in the future refinance and change to the loans being interest only if we have, if it changes in terms of cash flow changes. Now, if you just blanked out then when I started talking about that and you're like, what the fuck is she talking about? What I want to just say is this is something that is a 
huge and probably the most biggest block to people making money in this way, and so I definitely need to address this, is your money mindset. If the first thought that came into your mind then was, oh my gosh, this is really complex. I don't understand what she's talking about, or I don't get how to do that, or I couldn't possibly invest in property. That is mindset. Okay. I didn't go and study economics or accounting at university. I don't even know if you can study property investing. I have taught myself how to do this by reading lots of books and by investing and by talking to people who invest, by surrounding myself with people who make money in this way. It's totally a learnable skill, but you will absolutely not be able to generate money in this way. Like you won't be able to say, hey, this is how I make $40,000 passive income a year if you have the mindset of somebody who doesn't have a good relationship with money. Like if you have mindset blocks around, well, I couldn't possibly do that. I'm not an investor because I built that mindset deliberately and intentionally. There was a period of my life where I listened to nothing but investing podcasts. I used to just absolutely immerse myself in property investing until I could say without a doubt that I'm a property investor. Right. But at first, that was really weird. Like that did not feel comfortable and it didn't feel believable, especially before I didn't even have a property. I mean, but I became that person. Right. And I became that person over time by mindset. And I cannot do this episode without mentioning that. And this is the kind of work that I do with my clients when there's obstacles that you might be putting in your way that aren't actual real physical obstacles in the sense that the obstacle is only put there by you and your mind. Now, I don't mean that that's not a real obstacle in the sense that it's really getting in the way of you being able to make money in this way or whatever way it is that you want to make money that you're not right now, but it's a mindset shift, right? If you've got any negative beliefs about landlords, that they're terrible people or that, you know, all investors are bad and greedy or you will not be able to create money in this way if you think like that. So I really want to make that point about making passive income is that mindset is so important and makes up a huge element of being able to produce passive income in this way. All right, I'm going to look at my notes and see if there's anything else I wanted to cover just before we wrap up. Okay, so before we finish, there is one thing that I want to say, and that is passive income can be generated in different ways. You can do it in your business. You can do it through property. You can do it through investing in shares. I'm sure there's a bazillion other ways, but they're like three main ways that I can think of in right now. Property investing might not be for you. It's totally fine. But if your ears have pricked up while I've been talking about this on today's episode and you're thinking, you know what, I would love to be able to say that I make $40,000 passive income a year, but that just feels so unrealistic and I've got no clue how to do that. I want to give you some steps just to get you headed in the right direction. First of all, go to your library and borrow a book on property investing. There's so many. There's so many books out there on how to invest in property. And there's so many books out there just on basic money, like wealth generation. Now, be warned, I've read lots of property books where I'm just like, bum, bum. you know, like they're talking about advanced strategies. They're not for the everyday person. But the more you read, the more you'll get to understand that, right? Second, surround yourself 
with the people doing what you want to do. Put yourself in the room, so to speak. You know, one of the reasons why I got into property investing in the first place is because I know other property investors and I saw, wow, if they can do it, I can do it too. I had no clue how, but I made sure that I put myself in the room and asked questions. I used to ask questions of my friends who invested in property, like, how did you even get into doing that, right? And then they would recommend books to me and I would read them, right? And then I went on to actually do some training, like I did a course on different strategies for investing and I learned about it. And quite frankly, it's not that difficult, right? But anything that you want to do with money, it's a learnable skill, but you have to take the first step. Right. And also at first, of course, it's going to sound confusing and potentially overwhelming, but get over it. That's what it it is to do anything. You felt that way when you first learned to drive a car was totally overwhelming and full on. Right. There were so many things you had to do. Ah, I've got to change the gears. I've got to, you know, put the indicator on, do a mirror check, head check, you know, all the things. Right. That is normal. But I'm telling you right now, if you have an inkling that you like sort of have a bubbling like, oh my gosh, wow, could I do that? I'd love to do that. I'd love to be able to buy a property and have it as an investment. Please, I encourage you to just take steps towards it. It took me a very long time to buy my first property, but there was nothing special about me when I bought it. I do not come from a wealthy background, a wealthy family. I was not earning a bazillion dollars, just was working as a primary school teacher with a partner who was making no money. He was studying at the time. And you know, when we bought our house, that was bought with the deposit that I saved. So it's totally possible for you to do it. Depending on your circumstances, it may be a lot harder for you. Maybe You have circumstances where you can't work much. Maybe you're looking after children. Maybe it's going to take you longer, right? Like if you're a single mum, for instance, I'm not denying, mate, that's tough, right? Like that is going to be harder for you, but that doesn't mean you can't do it, right? And I really hope that you take that message. And, you know, if it takes you 10 years to do it, at the end of that 10 years, when you look back over the last 10 years, are you going to think, I'm really glad I put in the effort to do that? or are you going to get to 10 years without doing anything and think, oh, great. Oh, well, I never did it anyway, <laughs> right? I mean, time passes whether you're putting in effort towards the life that you want to live or not. So you might as well put in the effort to what you want to do. You're not too old. <laughs> it's not too late. Just get started, okay? Take that next step. Put into Google property investment book or different ways to make passive income, whatever. And I'm sure a whole lot of crazy stuff will come back too, but there will be information that you can learn. And there are a lot of reputable books that you can read and people who invest that you can learn from and learn how to do it in a really sensible way and set yourself up for the future. So one day you can be having a conversation too with somebody maybe on your podcast about how you make $40,000 passive income. All right. I hope that has helped you today and inspired you to take some action. 
Remember, investing in property isn't the only way you can make passive income. I just wanted to have a chat with you about that today and expose you to that. If you're not doing it, there's lots of other ways you can do it with easier access points in terms of if you've already got a business, you could create a passive income producing product in your business. You could invest in shares, which is a really low entry point. You just only need really $1,000. I mean, you could invest less than that, but what's the point by the time you pay your fees? You probably wouldn't want to start anywhere less than 1000 So there you go. I'm going to leave you with that today. 40000 a year passive income, real talk. I've chatted to you today like I'm chatting with my girlfriends because the only reason why you might not be doing this is because you've never actually realized that it's even possible. And now I've shared this with you and let, and let you know it totally is possible. And if you want to do it, go for it. All right. Before I'm in your ears again next week, I just want to say I hope you have an amazing week. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful Podcast. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. Ready to take the next steps? Creating your money and life goals can be super challenging if you don't have a process to follow. Get my free course that will help you get unstuck, clarify your goals, and get you going. For more info, go to meganjsmith.au.